This is exactly right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Scotty, you ready? Curdy B, I saw a pony today on the oh. Writers Guild picket line, so my Get day it. has started off wonderfully bananas already. Was it a little pony with shoes? It was a regular pony with All regular right. horse feet, <laughs> and uh, and of course, it was an actress uh, walking it right right around the Disney lot. Oh, I love that. See, things changed once the, the actor oh, yeah. started striking. Got spicy. Here you go. Mm-hmm. This is such a good one. Uh, the the title's not amazing, but we're really going to enjoy it. Inside the abandoned theme park with no guests, but staff still turn up. Well, that's fun. I guess you have to be this tall to ride on a brand new episode of Bananas. Guys, gals, non-binary pals, welcome to Bananas. I am Kurt Brownoller. I am Banana Boy number two, Scotty Landis. Thank you so much for laughing with us on the silliest little podcast there ever was. Um, and just a reminder, everybody, Brooklyn, Cleveland, Worcester, Massachusetts. The big three. The big three. I'm doing stand-up August 30th, 31st, and September 1st. And then Scotty and I will be in Raleigh and in Atlanta, September 23rd and September 24th. So get tickets on our Instagram, The Bananas Podcast, and uh, DM us your strange news. It's time to get into it, because we have a guest today that fits this podcast just superbly. To a T. I mean, couldn't have asked for a better guest for Bananas. She is an Emmy-nominated journalist, uh, TV personality, anchor currently right now in Colorado Springs. Her very funny Instagram and uh, her name. Please welcome to the show, the wonderful Julie Baker. Julie Baker. Hello, everyone. Hi. Welcome, Julie. We're so glad to have you on Bananas. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Uh, this we get, uh, like a lot of our listeners who we call the Bananimals or the Murder Bananas, they uh, send us people all the time. Yeah. They say, this person should be a guest. This per-, and a lot of times it's just like a woman who does cartwheels on TikTok or something. <laughs> but they, s- <clears throat> they send us your reels where you do stupid news and it's fantastic and you've also covered some of the stories we did you really are the perfect fit for this podcast well thank you i'm excited to be here yeah i have been uh, a journalist for gosh i am well i'm well past the decade point at this part Mm -hmm. uh point but there was a 
a time a few years ago where I was sitting on the anchor desk going, God, the story is so stupid. <laughs> but I was at a TV station where it was like, today in the news, dumb, dumb, dumb. And you know, you have to be sealed up. But I'm fortunately yeah. now at a station that's like, just, just tell us what's happening and be funny about it. But uh, I took a break from news for a while, went into radio, have a radio show that I still do. And uh, was really able to find a more authentic voice and people really gravitated towards the stupid news, just as you guys have found as well. Well, it's endless. It never stops. Yes. Have you guys seen an uptick in Ohio putting out stupid news or is that just something that's coming through my feed more often than not? It's Florida is easy, but Ohio has just been wild lately. My think, theory sir? has always been that it's uh, it's about the disclosure laws for <laughs> police records. Yeah, I think and like right. it's always Michigan and Florida, and I think Ohio recently had something change where all of a sudden a bunch more have come out of there. Yeah, we get a lot from Maine too, and which is cool. Maine, Maine yeah, yeah, we have a lot of Maine even on our Instagram, and I think there's something. Maine is just such a question mark. Like it really nobody, is. when you meet somebody from Maine, it's very interesting. You don't yeah. know what you're gonna get. You yeah. don't. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's empty. It feels like a southern state, but it's definitely the closest to Canada. <laughs> I've never ventured to Maine, but never once have I looked at my travel plans and been like, Maine, top of the list, going right up to mm-hmm. Maine. <laughs> I, I'm sure it's lovely it's and cold. It's beautiful. Yeah. Bar Harbor and Acadia National Park. Worth a visit. If, you, if you're an outdoorsy type, you will enjoy yourself in Maine. I will note that down for ventures when I have no other yeah. place to go. <laughs> That's right. yeah. For your radio show, what time does that air? Are you Do you have to get up at like 3 a.m. to record that or okay. in the afternoon? Or? So it airs on 92.9 The Beat, KOSOP, KOSP out of Springfield, Missouri. And mm-hmm. it, it's it's your drive home. Like you're ending up the, you're ending the work day. Yes. We're hanging out. We're getting wild. I do pre-record it, so please keep mm-hmm. keep my secrets. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so do we. We, we yeah. won't tell anybody. All right, perfect. This will be out two years from now. Yeah, that's perfect for us. Yeah. Um, do you want to hear about this uh, theme park, Julie? Oh, of course I do. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was sent in by Denise Bruce on Instagram. Thank you, Denise. Thank you, Denise. Uh, this was in Metro. Uh, Seems written- real. By Ben Ashton, who Ooh. many people have told us he is the best in the biz. He is so good. Um, and again, the title, Inside the Abandoned Theme Park with No Guests But Staff Still Turn Up. Yep. This is I love this story so much. Um, the rides are working. It's in perfect condition. And the staff still turn up every day, but wow. no guests ever come to this theme park. What's going on? Uh, tax to- evasion. That's what's going on. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like- <laughs> right. It's a front. Yeah. <laughs> Frontland. Yeah. Uh, it's t- Tivoli World has been bizarrely frozen in time since it was forced to shut when the coronavirus pandemic hit in 2020. Uh-huh. After 50 years in operation and welcoming 35 million visitors to one of the best attractions on the Costa del Sol in Spain, oh, business Spain. ground okay. to a halt. It reopened for a brief two-month spell when COVID restrictions were eased that summer, but was forced to shut again after the owners filed for bankruptcy. Okay. Oh Since then, one of uh, Europe's most iconic theme parks has been boarded up, but three years on, still no one has been able to enjoy roller coasters, log flumes, bumper cars. This place is gigantic, Uh but because of a strange clause in their contracts, workers at the park in the town of Benalamadena near Malaga. Thank you. Thank you. My my Spanish tongue is really nice. 
um, remained employed. <laughs> and even though they were no longer being paid, staff yes, also weren't allowed to look for a new job elsewhere. This sounds like the very strangest clause in a contract. Not normal. Not normal. So what did they do? They kept coming to work anyway. Instead of serving customers and operating rides, they made sure the amusement park didn't go to rack and ruin. So as many okay. as 87 members of staff were still attending the site on a daily basis in the hope that it would eventually reopen. Sure. Because of their efforts, which reportedly amounted to over 100 lorry loads of waste being removed, Tivoli World has been kept in excellent condition. They've also been regularly contacting the courts to try and resolve their contracts. Last year, three men attempted to break into steel equipment, but they were stopped by local officials. Blah, 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 blah. That's it's good. Trying That's a to positive. Steal you can't wire. yada, yada, yada over the best part. it's it's speaking after the incident juan ramon delgado president of the salvemos tivoli group said the attractions are still there many meters of electric cable as well as machinery in the bars and ice cream parlors above all they're looking for aluminum and copper we haven't been paid for 10 months but we can't work on anything else either because we're discharged the situation is unsustainable this seems like the most spanish problem i've ever heard of Uh, mr delgado who continued going to the park every week after it closed added despite the fact that we have no income we do what we can to the best of our ability. And yeah. what is there? Guzman okay. Ahumada, a local member of parliament, told local media that the owner's excuses are running out for not reopening the park because they are clearly able to generate an income from it. He said the argument that it was not economically viable has been dismantled. Obviously, all of these people will work for free. Yeah, uh, they keep showing up. <laughs> the strategy and position, I don't understand. We are going to Me continue neither. to project Tivoli because we believe that it is vital for tourism. I want to go this, now. I will this say is, this makes so me want to go to this park. Even Are if you they, kidding me? Even if it's closed. Well, do like 10-person days. Just be like, hey, guys, we can handle 10 people. <laughs> bring nine friends. It's 1000 bucks, Dude, And I'd be 1, like... Each. Did you oh, s- each? <laughs> did you say it, it, there's like 80 employees that show up every day? Did I catch 87. that? 87. 87? For three what, years. What could possibly be going on at this theme park mm-hmm. that no one is in attendance to that 87 people need to? What are they doing? Yeah. Smooching. What They're smooching. Smooch. They're putting on the, yeah. They're smooching. Me They're behind the tilt-a-whirl. The- mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of babies going to be named after a lot of weird thrill There's going to be a lot of Tivoli's. <laughs> is there like an age range of the the employees? That's when I, that's what I want to know. Because you know sometimes in senior centers, sure. uh, yeah. <laughs> they get a little rowdy, and so maybe yeah, this true. is this is maybe something more than just showing up to work for no pay. If they're, if they're 60, 70. It's really true. We just got a bunch of stories um, that STDs are on the rise in over 65 yep. communities. So that now that they have... They just this should, this should, we should have done this story. They now are set, selling condoms or making condoms in packets that look like seed packets because okay. they think seniors will be more likely to use the condoms if they look like seed packets. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that is weird. Because also, is it just to make it easier to open, or it reminds? I don't know. No, are it's they in like bloom? I think they're like old people like seeds. <laughs> they like something with the se. That's for sure. Yeah, it's awesome. One letter off. Why why isn't it just like, I don't know, gravy? uh, Just Heinz brown gravy packets. Just make it things that every grandparent has in their cupboard. It's like Like, a butterscotch packet. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Why aren't they in Werther's Originals? Yeah, there you go. 
They should be. Well, that sounds fun. It does make me want to go to this park more than ever. Oh, yes. Um, but yeah, I would even just like to walk around an abandoned park. If you couldn't even ride the rides, it'd be fast. They must be running things. Like, they must just, the lights must be on. Yeah, exactly. There's, you know, we we really should go, Scotty, because about an hour away, there's Santa Land. Mm-hmm. That's an abandoned theme park from, like, the 70s. That Is this still... just a hub of abandoned theme parks in this part <laughs> of the world? Like, what else we got so. over there? <laughs> Um, I bet there's some in Colorado. I bet in the mountains somewhere there's an abandoned oh, yeah. theme park. Oh, un- undoubtedly. I just yeah. haven't worked up the cojones to go find it, honestly. I love the- that kind of stuff. Yeah. Kurt did a show about that years and years ago where we would go to abandoned places, and it was so fun. And we've talked about it before on the pod, but like one time we went down in a missile silo where they used to keep nukes, and that was yeah. very nice. <laughs> yeah. But we always How did you get to go clearance to, to go parks. into a missile silo? Like, that's it the was, backstory I need to know right now. It like, was relatively easy. We did it. We shot, we shot a pilot for the show. It was called Get Lost, and I would blindfold comedians and then drive them somewhere they'd never been and they, they had to figure out where they were and for the so for the pilot we drove grace helbig mm-hmm. blindfolded her and drove her to an abandoned missile silo it's called la nike la 88 and it's about an hour outside la no, okay there i'm trying to think i spent like a month and a half in florida in in like near the everglades they have something similar but they, I, there's those there was nike um there were they, they were built in world war ii and there's they're in every city and they usually had like two to 12 of every city has like two to 12 nike sites yeah and a lot of them are still just around and abandoned Nike's the greek god of something i just can't remember what it is it's not just the swoosh on a shoe no nope. i think it's speed i thought okay that that would check right yeah, yeah. It was like a supersonic uh, missile that they used yeah. uh, called these Nike missiles. Um, yeah. So we went down a really long ladder into one when we weren't supposed to go down there and hung a portrait of a duck. In, um, <laughs> that's what, And it's still down there as far as we, can, we know. Yeah. That'll be like a, a time capsule in 100 years and Explorer will be out there. What's this? What's this? Mm-hmm. It's a duck photo, buddy. <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> They'll worship it like a new god. Yeah. <laughs> you take uh, adventure vacations. When you plan a vacation, you somebody that's like, I want to do this crazy thing. That's also in this place I want to visit. Yes. Like I, I try to get out and I really want to see and explore. But fortunately, with my job of being a journalist, mm-hmm. I have the opportunity to go out and do things that like I might like, you know, the normal person might not be able to yeah. do. Um, I, like next month I'm going to skydive with the green berets. Like I have worked Whoa, with researchers. So you're right. Like so random. Like I've worked with researchers uh, off the Pamlico sound and North of the coast of North Carolina who are mm-hmm. with the Smithsonian kind of researching uh, shark migration patterns. So don't wow. get started about bull sharks. I'll go all day. Yeah. So I think because of my job, I'm afforded these opportunities to tell really cool stories and get immersed in these adventures. So it's like 50, 50. Like I want to do something wild on my vacation, but I also just kind of want to sit there and do nothing. You want to lie on the beach. Yeah. yeah it yeah. makes sense. I get that too. It's fun to alternate between the two, but good. I mean, that's so cool that your job actually gets you out there to do yeah. kind of fun, dumb things sometimes. Fun and dumb. Mm-hmm. What, what, what could brand. she be? Yeah, what a brand. <laughs> I am so trying true. to go on vacation right now next year to Paris, and the adventure is Taylor Swift Eras Tour. Great. Yeah. Nice. That would be the best place to do it. That would oh, be yeah. so fun. Yeah. God, that's Give nice. Give us another one, Scotty. This one was sent in by Claire Rebecca, which is a two first names. Great name. Perfect. Classic. Beautiful. Um, 
classic. This was in Reader's Digest, which we don't get that many from Reader's Digest. <laughs> is Claire one of the older employees of that abandoned theme park? <laughs> like, Reader's Digest doesn't check with me. Mm-mm. Oh, I'm so happy this is in Reader's Digest. I know. I was pumped. It's probably 30% of the reason I picked it. Written by Emily, best in the business, Denuso. Denuso, if you're in the news and your last name's Denuso, you know Denuso correctly. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Uh, according to researchers, this is the most painful place to get stung by a bee. <laughs> okay. Do what? Do you have any guesses? <laughs> Did they test this out? Did they sting people in every part of their body? <laughs> yes, they did, Kurt. What? Yes, yes, they did. This is the craziest study mm-hmm. I've ever Kurt, heard. Kurt, do you have mm-hmm. a guess that you want to lead with? Great question. Okay. I'm going to say eyeball. Okay. <laughs> Yes. That seems ridiculous. (laughs) That does seem very painful. (laughs) Look, if they're going to open it up and say, we have the proof definitively, this is where the worst place to get stung on the human body is. You better have stung somebody on the fucking eyeball before you get in Reader's Digest and tell me. I just like that you went right to the top of the mountain on that. There was no journey at all. You didn't even build a rocket. You're just on the moon. (laughs) Um, Not to sound crash, but I feel like a a sting on the nipple wouldn't feel great. No, I don't know. I don't know what kind of beaches they were at to make this happen, but in my head, it immediately has like it's right there on the boob. I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) that would hurt. Tons of nerve endings. Okie dokie. Well, this is what Emily Denuso, best in the bees, uh, is talking about. There really isn't a good place to get stung by a bee. <laughs> oh, who would have thought? Good, good opening line. Good awesome. opening line. Awesome. Ideally, it's best to avoid the painful sting in the first place. If you are a sting victim, however, you might feel better knowing there are places on the body where stings could be more painful than others. And although pain is subjective... Justin Schmidt created a sting index in the 1980s. I mean, this guy. What? Yeah. Uh. His Schmidt Sting Pain Index measures the painfulness of stings from 78 different species of insects on a scale <gasps> of zero to four. Oh, yeah. oh, oh my God. Oh, and yeah. he, did he, he do it all on, on himself? He did it mostly on himself, but he did also have other people join. How, do you, how did you record, recruit someone like that in the 80s? Yeah. Did you put an ad in the Reader's Digest? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, you guys want to come to my Baltimore. mom basement and get stung by some stuff? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Shoot some bumper pull. It'll be great. Um, this scale. is like the one scale. This is yeah. an official scale that I would never trust ever because it was invented by a man who was willing to be stung by 87 different insects. Correct. In order to make a scale. I don't trust the scale <laughs> immediately. It's a, a lunatic made it. Also, zero to four. Zero to four is the scale. Like, There's such error for, for margin with 25% increments. I know. Yeah. Give us at least a five. <laughs> Honestly, give me a hundred. Because People. if you like push me with your finger, I'm like, that's a one. But then if you drive over me with your car, I'm like, 89. And then, because it can get worse than that. Um, so yeah, the scale is zero to four, according to Discover Magazine. Cornell... University graduate student Michael Smith, who studies the behavior of honeybees, used that index as a jumping-off point for his own experimentation. National Geographic reports all the old mags. 
Are <laughs> they're getting in on this. This is what news. This is what journalism used to be. Oh, also, they're all magazines yes. that are not a typical magazine size. National the TV Geographic Guide is reporting that reader t- hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that's a, just about six inches by eight inches yeah. decided. <laughs> It's like the size of my planner here. I'm like, dear diary. Dear, yeah, exactly. Uh, Michael Smith. So Smith endured multiple bee stings, bee stings on himself to determine the most painful spots for a sting. According to the results, his results, all stings are uh, unsurprisingly pain-inducing. Uh huh. There you all go. Right. Good thing That's, he got that you know, Cornell University education. <laughs> yeah, it makes you really happy to spend that money on that private school. Uh, the study rated the painfulness of 25 different body locations. The most painful one. Yes. The nostril. What? Jesus Christ. Which I'm guessing maybe inside the nostril? I did not anticipate him going inside the nostril. What? Julie, did Where you ever did... have a nose piercing? Because that feels like it's not that painful. I, no, I've never had a nose piercing, but I am curious whether what other orifices he was putting these bees in to sting. Exactly. If he was like point. putting up his nose, he definitely, that does seem like there was he's ins- going places. <laughs> he's, he's exploring. <laughs> this guy's going places. Sir, we need you to step away from the beehive. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I like it. All right, Michael Smith. <laughs> Chill out, dude. Okay, so number one most painful, nostril, followed by upper lip. Upper makes lip? Makes sense. Okay. That would hurt. Oh. And uh, penis. Uh, oh, he, penis. he did go there. He okay. did go there. Per right. the research, Kurt. Per the research, those of are course. the big three. Someone of had to do it, and he, it yeah. was, uh, you know what? We don't kink shame. Whatever you Not do. Exactly. That's just, no, that's not on bananas. No. He came into a professor. He's like, here's my research. And the guy said, how many times it sting you on the dick? He said, oh, I haven't done that yet. And he said, you dare bring me this data, and you got no dick stings on this. Get out of my office. Did you and get between the it. dangly parts in the hole? Get out there. <laughs> What Get about that eyeball? There. Show me your eyeball right now. Was the he eyebrow? definitely didn't get it. He definitely didn't get it in the eyeball. Well, the old eyeball. Um, least painful spots. Top of the skull. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also known as the top of the head. Oh, he got but you both can heads. Say skull. <laughs> I guess you could say skull. If he took the skin off, did <laughs> um, Upper arm, which I'm guessing is, you know, the deltoid area. Right. Probably, you know, a tattoo favorite. If you're mm-hmm. in a cartoon Navy man, you have an anchor there in the 1920s. And the middle toe, the tip of the middle toe. Okay. Strange. Wow. That's sort of surprising. All right. He's going the distance. He's going top of the head to middle tip of the toe. Instead of rating just the stings on Schmidt's zero to four scale, Smith used a scale of one to ten. Smarter. Good. Again, yes. Smith had five stings a day (laughs) 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 and stung himself uh, three separate times on each of the different body part locations. What? So he really did study. This isn't just like... He was into this. Why? But Again. What yeah, is, he was a little too thing? much into it. Mm, yeah, honey, what is the purpose honey, of this? Honey. <laughs> I want to see him do it started. like in action. Like, what did he do? Because honeybees are notorious for being very calm unless you really get them riled up. Yeah. So I want to know what he did. Was he just holding them by the little butt? And like, until something yeah, stuck? I so. well, I, like, the <laughs> that visuals that are running around my head won't 
won't. I, I'm going to think about this all long after this ends. <laughs> yes. I think he would just cover up his entire body except from the one area and then just ride a bicycle as fast as he could into a bee's nest and then just lie on the ground and let nature take its course. Um, of course, it isn't just where the uh, where the effects of negative impact of the bug bite happen. It can also be the type of bug. If you happen to get any of these eight bug bites, you need medical attention right away. We can read them at another time. Um, but yeah, it said there might be a further study, and it has been challenging finding study volunteers who won't be freaked out by bees and wasps. So there we freaking go. Wow. I thought wow. you got more allergic every time you got stung by bees, but I must be wrong about that. Somebody think, once told me every time you get stung by a bee, you get a little bit more allergic to it. Where's that guy today? That. Maybe he's dead. He's dead. Swollen. <laughs> yeah. It all came on at once. He was just like getting a glass of milk and then just went, <laughs> constricted and died. Do you even remember the last time you were stung by a bee? I had to uh, think pretty hard. No, I remember I remember what, the only time my daughter has been stung by a bee because it was like, uh, I don't know, she was maybe two and a half or three. And it was like, oh, no, like her whole hand swelled, swelled up and everything for like uh, two weeks. It was Ooh. really bad. So, yeah. Julie? I have no recollection time? of my last bee bite. Mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to think. I do Botox my upper lip because when I that smile, counts. it disappears and they little needles go into it. But that maybe that's equivalent. I, I don't think that quiets a bee, though. Sorry. <laughs> you're pretty tough. That's pretty tough. I... I think it was one of two. I there were two times I was stung by a bee, and both times were once was I was my parents were moving out of my childhood, the house I grew up in as a child, and so there was a pond and a lake behind our house, and I was like, well, I'll just walk around and I'll go down there because I spent like fifteen summers there, and I was like, I'll just go like say my goodbyes in my head to this beautiful place and I went on this dock and stood there and got stung by like six bees like that were had built a nest in the dock and then just ran away so that was that was my sayonara for that one but I went on this date in college and I it was the first time I ever tried a martini I was 18 years old and <gasps> Uh, That's illegal. I know. I had a fake ID from Duncan, Oklahoma. Very realistic. Whoa. <laughs> and I went to a bar called the Tunnel Bar in Northampton, Mass., which is still there. It's wow. built under a train, a uh, railroad track, and it is like a tunnel for a bridge. It's a very cool place. And back oh, in the day, it. that was like the date spot. So I was trying to be real cool because all they re- they have a full bar, but basically you go have martinis. <laughs> So I go with somebody who drank martinis regularly, and to be cool, I ordered one that w- had absolute pepper in it. Ooh. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. It was like hot, spicy. It right? was like pepper. It was yeah. like pink pepper, black pepper tasting. I didn't was know. it really pronounced pepper? I don't know. It was P-E-P-P-A-R. <laughs> so we'll say pepper if it makes us all more comfortable. I like Pepar. I think that you should go with Pepar that. Is it really spices up it. this story, if you will. It does. It yeah. does. It does. It's exotic. So I get I borrow a friend's car and I drive out there and So you're we, on a date? You're on a date I'm with on a someone? date. This is a maybe like a third date with somebody. And she was is, like, Do you like martinis? And she's like, twenty one, yes. you're eighteen. Correct. Okay. Correct. So um, not two lawbreakers. We just going after those sure. older gals. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. I wanted them to teach me about the world, stuff like <laughs> drinking in a tunnel. In, <laughs> How to <laughs> vote. <laughs> <laughs> drinking What's it like? And to buy me cheap beer. <laughs> so 
we go and they give you the menu. It's like 10 martinis. And I order the one that's called like the spicy teeny or whatever. And I'm like, that's fine. And they're like, are you sure it's pretty spicy? And I have to, the whole time I'm just pretending like I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And they serve me this beautiful, absolute pepper <laughs> martini. <laughs> and I we toast and I drink it like I've had 1,000 of them since the day I was born <laughs> and immediately like hiccup it into my own nose where the pepper makes me sneeze for, I'm not exaggerating, 45 minutes where it, <laughs> it was like snorting liquid pepper. So I, she's you're like, trying you okay? to be so cool. All of oh. this is to be cool. Did you Freshman get a fourth date? Uh, I got a fourth date. Whoa! I did, but I didn't really get a third date is the real thing. So I step outside because I cannot stop sneezing and like cough sneezing. And it is burning. My eyes are watering. And she's kind of like, go outside. (laughs) Can you leave? Yeah, what are you doing, you freak? (laughs) Oh, he this this underage kid with the in Massachusetts with the Oklahoma ID who sounds like he's from Baltimore. And so I'm I'm standing outside of this bar at happy hour sneezing and I'm like walking around trying to get fresh air. And you know those like sneezing or coughing things where you just can't get the tickle in your throat. You just yeah. can't. Mm-hmm. So I just keep going. And then I'm like, go back in. Like <laughs> while I'm standing there, a fucking bee stings me on my arm. Like, I'm, I'm, are you I'm, joking? I, or a hornet or a wasp? I didn't see what it was, but I'm like, I'm like sneezing. And my arms are flailing, and I'm like walking around. And there's trees. <laughs> And all of a sudden, I just get this like pain, and I'm like, "All right, man, maybe this one isn't meant to be. This might be an omen from God that you're not supposed to be with this person." A little whoopsie doodle, if you will. Whoops! Oh my god! I think about her point of view all the time. Have you creeped like her Instagram to see if she's talked about it? She's made it public. Like one time, I went on a date with an 18 year old. (laughs) Yeah, and boy, was he a loser! (laughs) And she's right. But yeah, no, she graduated, and this was all before Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff, so she went on in her life, and I was just there pretending I liked martinis for four more years. Oh, that makes it was my insane. favorite story you've ever told. Take it till it, you I make mean, it. It hurt so bad. <laughs> Talk about pain threshold. That was a five on the Schmidt scale of bee stings. And it only went oh. to a four. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Curdy B, right. you want to tease us into some hot commercial breaks? Here we go. Uh, Taco Tuesday now belongs to all of us, except if you live in New Jersey. Okay. Okay. Uh, We'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
Scott, you got some shout-outs? I got four beautiful shout-outs. Um, Kendra Beatty is shouting out a statue. Okay. The roller skating banana statue in Murray Park in oh, Little Rock, Arkansas. Yeah. A tornado oh, hit yeah. the park two <gasps> weeks ago, and thankfully the skating banana, untouched. Nice. Thank you, Kendra. You're cool. Stay cool forever. Uh, Miss Striff, who sends a lot of good stuff, reads a lot of good books with a drink. That Her Instagram is mostly book covers and alcohol, so we like her. She wants to shout out her wonderful partner, Chad, for booking a role on a cruise ship. Mamma Mia. That's cool. Nice. Congratulations, Chad. Um, they're both avid bananas, which is even better. Um, that's so fun. Chad, have a great time singing that. I went and saw Mamma Mia 2 before I saw one. Loved it. Turns out you don't one. need to see the first one. The same All songs. Right. I'm going to do that then. I'll see Go the see. second one first. Here we go again. <laughs> uh, Carolyn Logan got a tattoo of the love butt on her butt, Kurt. That was amazing. That was amazing. So we you did this that. thing, just so you know, Julie, a long time ago. Um, we had a giant butt built um, mm-hmm. for a pilot we did for Comedy Central. A butt? Um, and then, yeah. Double-sided so, butt. Yeah, double-sided butt. It was probably 15 feet tall and about 30 feet long. Oh, and <laughs> It's and just then, a giant butt, like a behind, a hindy. Just a uh, just a behind, yeah, and then we had like you know a classic, uh, yep. you know, kind of a sailor tattoo on it. Yeah, that originally was gonna say "Mom" with like yes. an arrow through it, but then right at the last minute we were like, "Why don't we should just make it say butt?" Kurt's so- decision. <laughs> it was really smart to make it say "butt" too, because and it explained what it was because it wasn't. Was yes. it the roundest derriere you've ever seen? No, it was not. It was kind of a flat man's butt. They weren't hitting but- a squat rack. Yeah, there it is. Here's a child sitting in between the butt. butt That looks like two peach marshmallows smashed up together. Right. So the butt tattoo that you can see right there really helps sell that it's a butt. Exactly. I would have been very confused otherwise. (laughs) Kurt had a stroke of genius before we drove it 3,000 miles across the United States to moon the entire country. And how did that go over when you were in, say, the Bible Belt? What did they think there? Loved they it. loved it. With it, loved oh, it. Yeah, yeah, they really did. Yeah, they're 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 secretive about stuff, but they. We'll you, get into you hear it. stories, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Into mm-hmm. They're about it. Yeah, touch you, the you hear stories. That's a good way to say it. We yeah. stopped in. We stopped in uh, in Kentucky and had a great time in mm-hmm. Louisville, and right at Fourth of July, and was invited to just random strangers' house for. I don't know, the most insane fireworks party I've ever yep. been to in my Homework entire life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and they were all everyone was just shooting fireworks at the butt. <laughs> and we allowed it. They just had Roman candles just firing and ricocheting <laughs> off both sides of the butt. It was awesome. Well, anyways, most action that butt's gotten in weeks, it sounds like. I'm from Missouri yep. originally, and so, nice. you know. They talk. They say one thing, but behind closed doors, and then it's a small town, and you hear <laughs> all the gossip. Right? Yeah. yeah what yeah. town are you from in Missouri? Okay, so I am uh, like thirty minutes out the back gate of Fort Leonard Wood, which the privates call Fort it. Lost in the Woods in the state of Missouri, uh, right. because there's nothing there. Like super, super rural. My high school mm-hmm. graduating class had fifty-two. And that wow. was the largest class they had ever seen. So wow. Plato, really? Missouri. Plato, Missouri. Don't think philosophers. No, no. (laughs) You took my joke from me. Normally, I say it's Plato, Missouri, but like it's not Plato, Socrates. Okay, like Mm -hmm, it is spelled mm -hmm. like P L A T O. So seems like a nice place to get a postcard from. You can't get a postcard there because you can drive through the village, (laughs) and it is a village. 
at the speed limit of 40 miles per hour in under two minutes. Both wow. sides. Wow. I like that. Yeah. That's fast. Look does at it go. have does it have a post office? It does have a post office. All There's right, even sweet. a bank. And the bank when I was in school would often get robbed. Because there's no Amazing. police, no law. Yeah. There's no, no law out there. Greg's off today. Go for it, boys. Yeah. <laughs> Truly, you oh, could just right. hide under the bridge for like that's 30 minutes so or so. You're in the clear. <laughs> that's that's pretty fun. That sounds good. Kirby B, I got two more for you guys. Oh, yeah. Tracy Schmacy. Tracy Schmacy wants to shout out an awesome person who she doesn't know who it is who found her ring on a hiking trail after it fell off months ago while <gasps> she was snowshoeing in deep snow. Are you joking? Whoever found it on this hiking trail wired it to the trailhead and she found it last week. Are you, what? It was a gift wow. from her partner of 20 years. Oh, like years. literally wired it, like yeah. put a wire around it and hung it on the, <gasps> whoa. So whoever this unknown person is, banana of the week. Banana, Banana of the, the week. week, just to have wire on them. Do the right if, thing. <laughs> you're the person. You don't carry traveling. wire on you, Kurt. You don't just have like a roll of it ready to go in case you find this. Just my retainer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gotta take it out of my teeth. I'm really committed. <laughs> really committed to maybe this person finding yeah. this at this trail. Don't end. post it on Facebook and say, "Hey, I found this ring. Hit me up if yours." Just, just nail it up to a sign and pray for the best. <laughs> it's so good. God, we're I so happy for Tracy. Good for you. Good for whoever that banana of the week is. Um, and finally, a great one, Curdy B. Nico Simonin wants to shout themselves out for one coming out as non-binary. Fantastic. Welcome, Rad. Fantastic. And two, writing and releasing music that they've been trying to finish for years. They love that we open bananas with guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Hell yeah, as do we? We love our non-binary pals. And Curdy B. Nico goes out of their way to say that uh, they love the way that you talk about nature with oh. such love and reverence, and that they try to put that sort of love and reverence into the music they make. Nice. So Google Nico Simonian, S-I-M-O-N-I-A-N, if you want to download their music. Sweet. That's all I got. Thank you, Nico. Thank and you, of course, animals. we are here with the wonderful the journalist, wonderful. personality, hilarious lady, mm -hmm. uh, Julie Baker. You Julie. called me funny. You know how to say all the nice things to me. <laughs> you are funny. You're super funny. You're I was watching kind. you crack up your fellow anchors, and I can tell they're a little jealous of how fun you are. That's I, just my opinion. It's just nonsense <laughs> at this point. I This morning, I was really off the rocker. I was Were just, you? Yeah, oh, it was ridiculous. I... So my co-anchor, you know, you start the newscast off. It's like, oh, thank you for joining us this morning. Date, time, I'm insert name. But I thought it would be funny if I would say things like, thanks for joining us. I'm a menace to society. I was Beautiful. wearing green. I have red hair. Thanks for joining us. I'm a little leprechaun. Like just, I. <laughs> That's fun. You got to spice yeah. up the morning news, okay? Because death and destruction is coming. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> That yes. is what's nice about being able to do this show. There's yep. never any death and destruction. Yeah. And if it's death, no, it's we're very, very funny positive. death. Ours is very like sprinkled positive. in there, but yeah. there are a lot of undercover dick jokes that just I <laughs> <laughs> slide them you in. Got yeah. There's another one. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> uh, that's so fun. Do you find, are you able to put away the news when you leave work? Are you able to put away all that stuff and just go, nope, not tonight, not this weekend, I'm out of here? I will be honest with you. I actually really love the news. I. That's great. I love the news. I love seeing like the, and this might sound a little terrible, but like the 
the joke, even within the news that might be considered a little dark, you might say I have a tinge of a macabre sense of humor that gets whipped out every once in a while. But it's great because I'm always like, there's always facts rolling around in my brain that I can whip out in a moment's notice and insert somewhere to kind of heighten a a conversation. So um, I don't know if I really ever get tired of news. Certainly there was a time when I took a break and I just like when we left Afghanistan, I didn't know for like four days. And then I finally opened a news app and I was like, oh, seems like Afghanistan. It seems like, uh, Then I was like, this feels like very much like Saigon. Like it was like wild to yeah. see it. And so like that, yeah. I, and that's really what I realized how, how much I miss, miss uh-huh. it, if you will. But no, I, every Sunday night I'm sitting on my couch watching 60 minutes. What's happening in the world? Well, that's a good show. I yep. also watch that show. We've talked about that on bananas. That is like one thing I came out of COVID. Uh, I watch every 60 minutes. Yep. I watch it streaming. I love it. It's like my favorite TV show. Do you have the CBS app? Because they have a, a CBS app that you can watch like all their long form reports. Like yes, oh wow, yeah. I recently watched a really good report. I think the guy's name I can't remember this, his name. I think his first name is Adam, but he was talking about like the body industry and how we you can just like donate your body, you know, when you're dead. Sure. But it's like sold. It's like a for profit thing. It's wild. Anyways. Oh, really? I'll do that. Oh, that's I'll, interesting. They can have mine. They can do whatever they really? want. Really? I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. They can do whatever they want. Nah, I, I want 50%. Be... I want buried with 50%. I want proceeds. to be shot out of one human cannon, cannonball, mm-hmm. into another one, just back and forth uh, in that amusement park <laughs> in Spain until yeah, yeah, yeah. I just disintegrate. That's why it's closed. Human... That's what they're doing there. <laughs> it's just body parts. <laughs> I want to be like made into compost and like made into nice. dirt. You know, I came from the earth. I'm going back to it. Nice. Yeah, I want to be a uh, I want to be a garage door. Um, all right, let's do this. Are you guys ready? Yep. Here it is. This is from the Washington Post. Taco Tuesday belongs to us all, unless you live in New Jersey. Okay. Uh, yes. This is written by <gasps> Emily Heil. Ooh. Emily. Emily. She's so good at what she does. Taco Tuesday belongs to the world now. Uh, Anyone can utter the phrase, and of course, anyone can celebrate it. And as of Mm -hmm. today, uh, any company outside New Jersey can use the expression to promote their tortilla-wrapped offerings. That's because Taco John's, a Wyoming-based fast food chain, relinquished its legal claim to the phrase following a challenge brought by Taco Bell. The smaller brand said it would abandon the service market holds to the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, citing the cost of legal fees to fight the mega chain. So this is like not this is Taco John's is like a little guy in this whole situation. People love Taco John's. Anyway, Did LeBron James tried to get the copyright to Taco Tuesday. I, I swear LeBron tried <gasps> to get it like a few oh, years I ago. Hope that's in here. Um, we, we've always prided ourselves on being the home of Taco Tuesday, but paying millions of dollars to lawyers to defend our mark doesn't feel like the right thing to do. In an odd arrangement going back decades, Taco John's had held the rights to the phrase in all states but New Jersey, where the restaurant Gregory's still holds. <laughs> it's just a restaurant named Gregory's. <laughs> whitest name the whitest man name you could have said <laughs> grids taco tuesdays at gregory's every day of the week uh in my, in may taco bell had filed two petitions to the patent office seeking to nullify those exclusive rights as well taco bell calm down uh taco bell police <laughs> taco tuesdays is critical to everyone's tuesday 
um, to deprive anyone of saying Taco Tuesday, be it Taco Bell, it, anyone who I, provides tacos. May to I just the world. ask a question: Who's going to Taco Bell on a Tuesday? Never yeah. once have I been like, it's Tuesday, <laughs> going to Taco Bell. The only time I'm going to Taco Bell is yes. when I've, you know, been a little Taco Belled. You know what yeah. I mean? And then yeah. like the real fight ensues an hour later to see if I'm going to be keeping it up or keeping it down. Like talk yeah. about yes. chill. Okay. Chill. <laughs> you, they invented fourth meal. That was the exactly. smartest thing they ever did because they're right. Because we would all eat and then you're in high school driving around with your friends or college driving around and you're like, let's get Taco Bell at midnight and exactly. you eat 4,000 calories at 1 a.m. That's what Taco Bell is there for. Yeah. yeah. And then an hour later, you're fighting with the toilet. Like, it's like That's act- right. Then you're 4,000 calories out at 2 a.m. And that's a good too. core workout. <laughs> I do wonder. <laughs> I do wonder how open, like, the PR team at Taco Bell is about like just being food for stoners. Like how much, cause that was their, that was always their marketing forever. Right. Where yeah. it's just like, you're high and it's midnight. <laughs> Nothing else is open. We are your only option. <laughs> you're in the suburbs. Yeah. It's us. It's that's, us. And that's why we all like, we're always trying to get Taco Bell because we're, we Love do em. shows and then we have some drinks and then we're in a town that we're not familiar with. And Taco Bell is the only place that's ever open. But they've uh, shut us down three times. If Just you the don't lines have a car, so long. We said screw it. Went to Waffle House instead. You can't. Oh, Waffle House! And I got into a fight the other day. What? Yeah, my producer Haley. She said, "I'm going to Waffle House. Who wants in?" And I said, "Me. I'm starving." Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was like six in the morning. She said, "Okay, I'm going to go pick it up." And I get the classic chocolate chip waffle. I get some hash browns. Chocolate chip Delish. waffle goes down smoothly. Okay. Mm, yeah. The so do the hash browns until like an hour later. And I'm like, oh, this is not good. I still got two hours mm. left on the desk. I felt mm. like I had had Wait. a fourth meal from Taco Bell. Mm. <laughs> like, oh, no. Got you, got and you. And were, were you on air? I was on air. And so oh, we man. have like, um, I have like a little laptop where I can, you know, update my scripts and all yeah. that. And so I had my hash browns hidden behind it as a good girl does. You know, I don't want, I don't want the world to know <laughs> what I'm eating. And I, I was like, I was texting Haley. I was like, I do not feel well. And she's like, I don't either. Waffle no. House will do you dirty. Oh, no. You got to watch out for them. I love them, mm. but I'll never yeah. forget. Waffle. Yeah. I think the mistake was doing Waffle House when you were going to be conscious for a long period yeah. of Correct. time afterwards. And that's on it me. Has, it has to be right before you pass into <laughs> yeah. unconsciousness. That's right. So you're unaware of what your body is doing with the Waffle, with the Waffle House experience. Unbelievable. <laughs> Wow. Um, this Gregory's. Is, okay, here Gregory's it is. Gregory's of New Jersey. <laughs> here we go. Scotty, you are correct. Taco John's also invited slash shamed NBA star LeBron James, who has appeared in Taco Bell ads, to donate the fees he received for the endorsement. Um, this is so crazy. The, um, the, yeah, he yeah. tried to get the rights. Like he's he was one of those people. It's like I am going to have a business where all everything is my business, where I have fingers and uh-huh. hundreds of pies or tacos. Uh, taco John said it would continue to offer its Taco Tuesday specials, two dollars for two tacos, making an everyday deal through the end of the month. While the registration symbol will disappear, Taco John's will always be the home of Taco Tuesdays Never to its legions it. of fans across the nation. Um, I have not either, but to the people that I know. In like Minneapolis, mm-hmm. they love Taco John's more than anything in the entire world. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll I have think to try it. We got to try it. So a place called Taco John's and Gregory's own <laughs> the rights to Taco Tuesday. 
<laughs> Not anymore. I just want to make sure just I heard Gregory's. That okay. Gregory's just is the Gregory's. only one now. Okay. It's only Gregory's. <laughs> Those famously Mexican names, John <laughs> and Gregory. Gregory. <laughs> it's almost like they should give something back. Here's one. Here, let's send us home with this one, Scotty. Oh, yeah. We're right on the money. It was. This was in Men's Journal, written by Stacy Ritson. Good job, Stacy Ritson. You're the best in the biz. Mm-hmm. A United Airlines passenger has flown twenty three thousand, excuse me, twenty three million miles after what? purchasing a lifetime pass in nineteen ninety. You oh. saw this one. Julie saw this. I one. saw this one. Yeah. Did you do it on Stupid News? I can't remember, but if I don't want to jump the gun, but they revoked him, right? They were like, you can't do this anymore. Well, sort of. So he. Well, I'll read this article because this is basically about how this guy did this in 1990 and it has paid for itself so many times over in so many ways that you couldn't imagine. So here we go. Again, Men's Journal, Stacey Ritson, best in the beeswax. Airline customers have become accustomed to getting fleeced. I mean, okay. I know the the opening paragraph where they explain what air travel is. Yeah, I'm just going to jump to it. I like it because when they explain it to us, it's like, wow. That's that true. happens at the airport? Yeah, and oftentimes people don't like the airlines, the way they're treated. <laughs> Planes the lines at, the at TSA are long. People are flabbergasted. It's like, come on. Come I just this is where I think like stupid news it should intertwine. Like, obviously, this is a dumb news story, but the writing yes. I feel like should also be. And so I feel like the opening I line agree. of this article should be like, hey, you shitheads. Traveling <laughs> sucks, okay? <laughs> like, Buckle up, shitheads. We're taking <laughs> off to stupid land. Yeah. <laughs> I, All I aboard, agree. your knees are on your chest, and the guy next to you has had Taco John's. <laughs> oh, boy. Here, So, uh, okay, they get fleeced for years. It's always good to hear of someone being able to game the airline system, and no one has arguably been more successful than one man who purchased an United Airlines lifetime pass in 1990, Tom Stucker. Stucker or Stuker? I think stuck it's, it to the man, either way. I yeah. think it's Stucker. We're going yeah. Stucker. Let's do it. He's a 69-year-old car dealership consultant. Didn't Love know it. a thing. Who Living knows? in New Jersey. Hey, that's where Gregory's is. His consultantship <laughs> is like, how about you sell cars? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe blue ones? <laughs> Make sure you have more than one. All right, Some cars bye. are trucks. Yeah, we know Tom Stucker. Some cars are trucks. You're right. <laughs> that's a bicycle. That's why you get the big bucks. <laughs> Uh, so Tom Stucker, 69-year-old car dealership consultant, purchased the pass in 1990 for the not insignificant sum of $290,000. <gasps> that's a, a lot of money. $290,000? So he, that is the craziest thing to spend $290,000 on in 1990. That's like spending a half a million dollars, maybe Probably. more than $600,000. What I'm dollars. hearing is we should be a car consultant. <laughs> like, yes. no shit, we went the wrong line of work. They sell red ones, too. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom, so much. You're very good. They all have trunks. Okay. Stucker says it was the best investment of his entire life. He's been reaping the benefits ever since and has made his money back countless times over. Stucker has flown 23 
million miles. That's insane. 23 million miles, which is more than any human being in history. He's personally responsible for one-tenth of a degree carbon in carbon heating. Yes. Yes, he is specifically... Just exactly. him. <laughs> in 2019 alone, his busiest year of travel, he took 373 flights covering 1.46 million miles. 300... Which- what? How is he even? St- he, so he's not even staying in the place that he flies. Does to? he just live on the plane? Like he's got a place yeah. in the bathroom. He's like, no, no, don't go in there. <laughs> <It's> kind of <laughs> like that. Honestly, Julie, it's kind of like that. Uh, which is one point one point four six million miles, which is more than six trips to the moon. Wow! If he had paid for those flights in cash, just twenty nineteen, it would have cost him two point four four million dollars. Okay, so. But the flights are hardly where the perks end. To the contrary, Stucker realized that frequent flyer miles are good for more than just booking flights. And as such, he has used them to pay for lavish hotels, gourmet meals, gift cards, including a 50, he cashed $50,000 in Walmart gift cards in one day. What? So oh, we, I, I made a bad choice with my career. You sure <laughs> did. So he, I can't believe we he still do. gets miles for essentially free flights. That's amazing. It's amazing. He even up made an appearance because of his frequent flyer miles on Seinfeld. Whoa. <sighs> so whatever weird corporate United NBC connection that was, the, Stucker <laughs> stuck it to him. <laughs> He did anyone else days buy? Straight. Uh, did some anyone other else people buy did. This? Wow. Okay. So uh, okay, I'll skip to the end. We're tightening it up here. If you think United Airlines would be livid at this grift, that couldn't be further from the truth. Stucker is a next level VIP who gets settled in his preferred one B. He sits in one B seat even before premium silver, gold, platinum members are allowed to. He's had his name emblazoned on United Planes not once, but twice. Designed the menu at the carrier's new Polaris Polaris clubs. I mean, this maybe this guy's a genius, or maybe he just annoys people into doing what he wants. (laughs) He's just persistent as fuck. And has a Mercedes waiting for him on the tarmac... When he has a tight connection to make, he calls 1-800-United-Airlines customer service number um, and is immediately greeted by his own name. Unfortunately for Bananimals and Curdy B and Julie Baker, it's too late to leverage the frequent flyer hack as United has stopped selling lifetime passes. Uh, it did this years ago, but we all have to admire this man's ingenuity. That's Pretty fascinating crazy. guy. I feel like the stupid news is on us because like he has made this yeah. podcast yeah. where we talk about something so ridiculous, but the joke yes. is is on us because we when's the last time you took a flight? You yeah. know? Uh, that guy's two taking weeks my- ago. Oh. <laughs> Mine was in December. Uh oh. so really the dunkaroo's on me. <laughs> no, no, no. And before that, nineteen years. So oh. I am with you on <laughs> okay. that. Perfect, uh, perfect. I saw my child be born, and then 19 years later, I met him again. Um, <laughs> oh, congr- going- congratulations. <laughs> he did yeah, nonstop wasn't mine. flying. <laughs> Whoopsie doodle. 
Nice kid. Yeah. Uh, that, nice but kid. yeah, isn't that crazy? I mean, I guess maybe this is a lovable man. If we're spinning this in the right direction, maybe people love Tom Stuker or Stucker, and maybe the flight attendants are glad when he's at 1B. Maybe he's like an all-around really good passenger. Maybe. But Let's he is putting maybe. holes. He is. Uh, he's burned a lot of dinosaurs up in yeah. that air. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah. for sure. <laughs> for sure. Larger hole in the ozone than hairspray in the 80s. Mm, yeah. Oh, I for agree. sure. Just no doubt about it. Stuck her hole. Yeah. Well, thank you, Julie, so much <laughs> for being on the show. Yeah, Would thanks you like for to having plug me. This away? Has been great. Yeah, tell us where every tell everybody where they can find you. Okay. Uh you can find me on all social media, just at and the art, you know, the article. And A and D Julie Baker. Uh I'm on YouTube where I post clips of just nonsense I've done on the news. I need to be more consistent on that. Uh TikTok. Fun. Facebook and Instagram. I'm there. And then my radio show is called The Julie Baker Show. You can listen to it at 929thebeat.com or you can download cool. the app and then uh, Fox 21 News in the mornings in Colorado Springs. Amazing. Man. You're Thank out you. there. Thank I'm you so much you. for being I'm here. I'm out there. A little weird girl, but I'm <laughs> out there. Well, thanks for being on Bananas. <laughs> bananas. Bananas is an Exactly Right Media production. Our producer and engineer is Katie Levine. The Catchy Bananas theme song was composed and performed by Kahan. Artwork for Bananas was designed by Travis Millard. And our benevolent overlords are the great Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. And Lisa Maggot is our full human, not a robot intern. Bananas! Bananimals, follow Bananas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love what you hear, feel free to rate and review our little show. And of course, please visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Bananas merch.